What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dimling here with y'all as always. Today, we are continuing our schedule preview series. We have a couple more uh, major programs to go here and uh, likely get all of these major schedules out uh, before the new year. We've noted AIM is the biggest school um, yet to have released the schedule. Notre Dame, North Carolina, and Duke, as of recording this, the three biggest who have yet to announce their schedules. Um, Harvard released partial of it, believe. Dartmouth, I think, released it the other day. So the Ivy pretty much has a majority, if not all of those schedules out, if I'm correct. I believe it's all of those schedules, a majority of them, uh, with Harvard being the only one not fully out yet as they are just slowly releasing pieces of it um, over the past couple of days. Uh, but today we're looking here at the Syracuse Orange, uh, released a schedule about a week or so ago, now maybe two weeks ago now, uh, but one of the more recent ones to do so. Uh, we'll look at Army and Rutgers uh, over the next couple of episodes as well. This is a Syracuse program that is uh, coming off an eight and seven season. They went one and five overall in conference play. That one win came in overtime against, uh, well, not in overtime, but a one goal win against North Carolina at a neutral site uh, last, I believe it was, uh, yeah, last April, mid April, and, and snapped there. You know, losing streak there in the ACC. So this is a team that very much is looking to get back to the top, very much looking to improving upon last season. And when you look at the Syracuse team, looking to do so with um, a team that was pretty young last season, you know, when you look at Joey Spolina there as one of the top goal scorers, Owen Hiltz, who was back after missing uh, a season with injury. Finn Thompson was another freshman along with Spelina. That was very, very good. Will Mark obviously back there in cage for them and looking to anchor a defense that was, you know, frankly young in many aspects um, with Ken Cole, Nick Comico, sophomores as full-time starters. Billy Dwan started each of the final eight games as a freshman. So a lot of youth on this team last season, a lot of new faces. Looking to take that next step here. You do have some new faces, obviously, on this year's squad. Here via the transfer portal, Christian Mule, Sam English, out of Lehigh and Princeton, two of the bigger names there. Jake Stevens, uh, one of my favorite pickups here for Syracuse, the Swiss Army Knife midfielder from, from Princeton. Mason Cohn, maybe the most impactful guy that they got out of the portal, or could be the most impactful guy they got out of the portal, uh, face-off man out of Tufts, was one of the top face-off men in Division Three, and uh, Lord knows that is a spot where Syracuse needs a ton of help, uh, needed to uh, improve upon after last season. Uh, so, so let's, and, and, and look, when you look at the Syracuse team, you're saying that they want to take that next step up, they want to get back 
to where, you know, that Syracuse standard has always been and will always be, which is making championship weekend, winning national titles. This is a team that has plenty of opportunity to do that, to make their mark here in 2024 with this schedule. They open the season on February 3rd against Vermont. That's the same opener they had last year. Syracuse beat Vermont 7-5 to in a defensive battle in their opener a season ago. The Orange Open ACC play on March 20th against Duke at home. And then they have the other ACC games as, as usual. Obviously, North Carolina, Virginia, Notre Dame, you have your opportunities there. Uh, but there's also some big non-conference matchups as well. Maryland is, is on the schedule, uh, as has been the past couple seasons, was last year as well. Uh, they also have the typical Hopkins game on the schedule. Uh, one new change or a change from last year is Utah is on the schedule and Army is back on the schedule. Uh, Princeton is no longer on the schedule after they renewed that rivalry last season. Cornell is on the schedule as that you know, mid-April non-conference game. That's where Princeton was last year. Uh, this year, uh, the Orange will be traveling to Cornell. So you've got Army and Cornell back on the schedule after a season without those two. I like seeing those rivalries back on there. Uh, would have liked to see the Syracuse-Princeton series continue. Um, you know, hopefully we get that those two playing once again as well. Um, some other changes here. Holy Cross is no longer on the schedule, um, and neither is U Albany. They've played the past couple of years. Those those teams have. Uh, they, they've played Albany pretty regularly. Um, those teams have been replaced, if you want to say that, with Colgate and Manhattan. Uh, mentioned Utah is also on the schedule, um, as well as uh, Delaware and High Point also added to the schedule. St. Bonaventure has been uh, dropped from that schedule. Hobart remains on there as always that lovely game between uh, those two, the Orange and the Statesman. So let's get into the entirety of this Syracuse 2024 schedule right here real quick. So Syracuse opens the season February 3rd at home against Vermont. Again, as I mentioned, uh, a Vermont team that you know only lost to Syracuse by two last season. However, a Vermont team that does lose a ton of talent from a season ago. Uh, you lose your starting face-off man, some of your top scoring options, as well as you know th- I would say three of the best defensemen, uh, Jackson Canfield, Nick Alviti, two of which are now at Maryland. Uh, so, a, a, but a team that should still be pretty decent has remained pretty strong in. Uh, the American East. Syracuse will then play a Monday game. So that one's on Saturday, February 3rd. And then have a game that following Monday against Colgate. And then that next Friday, February 9th, at home against Manhattan. Syracuse will play Maryland in the Carrier Dome on February 17th. And then will play Utah on February 21st, that following Wednesday, in the Carrier Dome as well. The Orange end the regular uh, end the 
uh, month of February, first month of the season, at home against Army. Um, and so, yes, that is the thing. Syracuse is not leaving home for the first month of the season. They then have High Point at home on March 2nd. Syracuse Hopkins will play in the Crown Lacrosse Classic in Charlotte, North Carolina on March 9th. This is a game that's been known about. It's been known that these two would play in Charlotte um, for a couple months now when the Crown Lacrosse Classic released their teams for this year. It's something that I I, I like the Crown Lacrosse Classic. I like seeing these top teams um, from other areas come to North Carolina, come to Charlotte, uh, come to the South and play these high-profile games. However, I'm not a fan of putting rivalry games in those kinds of classics, especially some of these classic rivalry games, Syracuse and Hopkins. Those games should be played in the Carrier Dome or at Homewood and absolutely nowhere else. There are things that make this game, that make this sport so great, and a lot of it is the scenes, the sights around some of these big-time matchups. And to take this matchup away from the Cato Dome, to take this matchup away from Homewood in a in a you know non-post-season environment, I think does a disservice to this sport. Um, I'm really not a fan of these two playing in Charlotte. I mean, how would you think if... Alabama and Auburn went and played in uh, California. Just think about that for a second. I don't think that would be something that too many people would be happy with. These games should be played on campus. Absolutely. Rant over. Continuing here with the Syracuse schedule. March 16th, they play Delaware at a to-be-determined location, so a neutral site there against Delaware, a Delaware team that uh, should still be pretty Freaking good. Uh, one of the leaders in the CAA over the past couple of seasons and expected to be so once again despite some of their uh, losses. The Orange then open ACC play on March 20th at home against Duke. They will then play March 23rd at Hobart. That is the first true road game that Syracuse will have all year is at Hobart. They don't have a game that is not a true road game outside of the state of New York until they travel to Arlotta on March 30th to play the defending national champions, Notre Dame. That's crazy. That That's crazy. Um, after that Notre Dame game, you've got Cornell on the road Then you on April 2nd to begin that last month of the season. Then you've got April 13th at North Carolina, and then April 20th home against Virginia. Uh, So, I mean, look at this schedule, and you've got the Hopkins game in Charlotte. The Delaware game is going to be neutral site. So, two neutral site games. Hobart, Notre Dame, Cornell, North Carolina. You have four true road games this season for Syracuse. I find that 
kind of crazy, and I find that something that Syracuse can probably benefit from playing that many games at home. Now, when looking at some of these key games for Syracuse, um, it's hard to pick you know, just three or just five, um, especially in these ACC teams, because really, I mean, Circle Virginia, North Carolina, Notre Dame, and Duke as key games. That's four games right there um, that are key games, that are games that are going to be resume builders, and also that matter in terms of the ACC uh, standings until the po- in terms of the postseason. Um, you look at this first month of the season, and obviously number one game that you circle here is Maryland. Um, this is a team, you know, they've played each other twice the past couple of years in the regular season. 14-10 Maryland in 2022, 15-12 Maryland in 2023. Syracuse, looking back in the history books, they haven't played a ton uh, of Maryland over the past couple of years, or over the past you know, decade or so. Um, but you know, they've played them one, two, three, four, five, six times since 1997, 2009, 2011, 2014, 2016, and the past two seasons. Syracuse has only won one of those contests. That was 2009 in the postseason in Hempstead. They lost to them in 2011. In overtime in the NCAA tournament, um, so I mean, th- th- these are two blue blood programs, a blue blood program that has been soaring, that has been at its peak over the past decade plus, and a program that has declined in many ways, you could say, over the past decade plus, but is looking to climb back up. That mountain. This is a big opportunity for Syracuse here, and you know if they do get that win over Maryland, if they can beat Maryland, would tell you a lot about where this program is going and where this program is headed as it looks to get back on track. The Army game always circle that one, but especially after what that Army team did last season, and when you look at the Black Knights and what they bring back, um, really the only question they have is at the face-off dot. It is the only question, really, this team has um, in, in many respects. You look at Reese Buick back, Evan Plunkett back, Jacob Marin, Paul Johnson, Will Coletti at the face-off dot, A.J. Pilot at, on, on defense. Like This is a very talented Army squad that went 13-4 overall last year, made the quarterfinals, was a goal-away Know of going to championship weekend, that's another big time game early in the season here in February to circle here for Syracuse. A big opportunity in terms of non conference contest, a big non conference February matchup that everyone will be looking forward to. Um, and obviously, that Hopkins game is, is the last non conference game before ACC play that I would circle as well. Obviously, a rivalry game, you never know what's going to happen in those. Those years where both these teams are down, but they, you know, one comes out and, you know, sneaks a win or comes out and, and, and you know, surprises, right? So there's a lot that can happen in that game. 
Uh, Syracuse has not beaten Johns Hopkins since 2020, 15 to nine that year. Uh, they also won 2019, 14-10. They've lost 10-7 to and 11-9 the past couple seasons. Last year, it was kind of the game where you saw Syracuse, you saw the kind of youth in that game where they couldn't quite get over the hump. They, they, they could not quite break through. And uh, Orange will certainly be looking to break through here in 2024 against the Blue Jays. You look at some of these next games. You know, four, I'll put four more games here to to, to circle: uh, Duke, Notre Dame, Cornell, and Virginia. Those are all four teams that I would say have championship weekend potential if they hit their peak, if they reach their ceiling this season. Each of those teams certainly does. You look at Duke with Bernard O'Neill coming back. And everyone surrounding him, some of the transfers they got, Joshua Wada, to name you know, just one of them. Um, and as always, one of the best recruiting classes coming in as well. Um, this is a program that has beaten Syracuse three out of the past four seasons. And it was fairly close the past couple of years, um, at least in the final score. Overtime in 2023, uh, actually fairly close to the past couple of meetings. Overtime in 2023 regular season, and then 18 to 15 in the second meeting last year. Uh, well, last year they did meet twice. Uh, Syracuse did get that upset win over Duke in 2022. They lost 15 to 14 in 2021. Uh, so uh, again, a very big opportunity for this, for Syracuse. To prove themselves. Now, when you look at Notre Dame, you're going up against the defending national champions. We know Notre Dame will have a target on their back, and this is a team that returns the Cavanaugh's on, on offense, Liam Intamin, Will Lynch. Um, it, it just a ton of talent. Biggest question defensively for this Notre Dame team. We'll see how that rounds out. Uh, but Notre Dame has not lost to Syracuse since 2018. Win in 2019, win in 2021 uh, for Syracuse twice, 2022 twice, and then also, excuse me, this is a, a Syracuse team that has not beaten Notre Dame since 2018, excuse me, lost 2019, lost 2021 twice, 2022 twice, and then 2023, 2012, and it's not been close each of those past four meetings. 22 to 8 and 22 to 6 in the first meeting in 2021 and the first meeting in 2022. It's gotten closer, 18 to 11 and 20 to 12, the past two meetings, but still, uh, you know, Syracuse will be looking to not only close that gap, uh, but make a statement there if they can. Cornell, another team, again, Championship Week in potential. CJ Coast leading that bunch there. This was an overtime game last year. This is a lively game. It's always close um, for the most part. And would expect it to be close again here as both these teams will come in there with a lot of fight. I think one thing that, you know, with that game, you look at it to think about is it's going to be a Tuesday night game. 
It's been on Monday. It's been a weekday game each of these past couple of years. How does that affect either team here? And it's also the Tuesday following that Notre Dame game. So that could also play into effect there as well. Uh, Syracuse ends the season against Virginia. They are in a three-game three losing skid against the Wahoos. Uh, this is a, a another program that is looking to get back to Championship Weekend, another program that has been pretty dominant here in the ACC and, and, and nationally over the past couple of years. Obviously won the title in 2019, won the title in 2021, has been to Championship Weekend multiple times under Lars Tiffany in his you know, seven seasons. There is a Virginia team with a offense, Connor Schoenberger, Peyton Cormier returning from the top offense in the country last year. Do lose a lot, but still gain a lot. Also gain a lot in the transfer portal. Souza Gobriel at the faceoff. That Jack Bowden, attackman from Tufts, coming in there. Expected to be a big impact player. Chase Yeager, defensive midfielder at Harvard, uh, bolsters that room uh, heavily. I think looking at it on paper, you look at this and you say Virginia likely has the upper hand against Syracuse right now sitting here you know, a couple days before Christmas. But this is a game that's going to be important here for Syracuse. Again, as we mentioned one more time, trying to climb back on top, trying to climb back into the national picture as they should be. All right, folks, that is it for today's episode. As always, thank you all for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Lacrosse Puppy Podcast or Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. You can connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.